What a great start we've had to worship. Oh, my goodness. You know, music goes places where the spoken word can't go. And boy, we are there already. Um, where we're going to end up today is where our musicians led us into. And when the oceans rise, I will rest in your embrace. Um, that's it. That's the word of the Lord today. We could all wrap it up and go out for brunch. <laughs> and if we were in my church, the people would be halfway out the door already. But we're not going to do that. Thank you to our musicians for bringing us the word of God and bringing us into the uh, presence of God in a fresh way. Today we're going to talk about uh, earth-shaking moments. Um, in every stage of our life, in every one of our lives, we come through moments that are earth-shaking. And that is things that we thought were secure and people we thought that were stable and situations we thought weren't going to change. When they do, it feels like everything that's secure begins to come loose. Bev and I, my wife and I, have had a couple of those this week. A dear friend was uh, released and admitted into a, an Alzheimer unit. 45-year-old young woman uh, has a number of different kinds of cancer. And those are earth-shaking things, and you know what I'm talking about. Um, you have those in your life. I have those in my life. And the question is, uh, what does God have to do with us in those times and by the grace of God, uh, how do we get through those times? So let's talk about earth-shaking moments and uh, invite God to uh, be particularly present uh, in those times. I grew up on the north, uh, north side of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And our childhood home was built over a series of gypsum mines. Now gypsum, I'm sure a geologist could explain this a lot better than I can, uh, is, is kind of a powdery substance, at least in the end, that they make drywall out of. Uh, drywall around here may have come from Grand Rapids, Michigan, right underneath our house. And what was a little bit unsettling was the way they would mine that gypsum in these huge cavernous mines was they would blast it loose with dynamite. And so in our home, from time to time, uh, there would be a blast and everything would rattle. And it's kind of like people that live by railroad tracks for a long time. Pretty soon you don't even hear the train anymore. So people would be over at our house and we would be having dinner and all of a sudden, boom, and all of the, the, you know, the china cabinets rattling and the glass water sloshing a little bit back and forth. And we didn't even notice it, but our friends were, they'd always grab the table. Like, that's going to be particularly helpful. Yeah, hold on to the table. You know, when we all drop into the gypsum mines, you'll be uh, hanging on to the table. Uh, and they'd say, what in the world was that? And we would say, what was what? Well, how come everything's shaking? Oh, that's just the gypsum mines, which uh, under our feet where they're blowing off dynamite, and oddly, it didn't comfort them that much. So <laughs> there's an image here of things that we think are stable and unchanging and unmoving, and the ground is like that. Now, if we have Californians here, you'll say, no, the ground isn't like that. You know, we're kind of used to rocking and rolling and shaking. Uh, but in uh, Michigan, uh, we weren't used to that. We're not used to that in Colorado either. The psalmist uh, is speaking to his people then and today and talking about those times when 
that which we thought was secure begins to move and rattle and roll and shake. There's times um, we have people in our lives that are, we call them a rock. That, that's my rock. You'll he- hear people use that image. And my dad was my rock for me. And uh, boy, anytime I needed some advice, I could go to my dad. Uh, anytime um, I needed a short-term loan, I could go to my dad. Uh, if I took apart uh, a shower head and couldn't get it back together, I could call my dad. And he was always there, always dependable, always my rock, until he wasn't. We have boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives, partners, and they're there, and they're our rock, and we are going to walk into our future together forever until one day they look at us and they say, I just don't want to be with you anymore, or maybe they pass. We believe our children are going to be with us forever. I mean, we're older than they are. That's the way that life works. But tragically, sometimes we lose our children. We have a dear friend. We've known that friend forever, and we've had ups and downs and fights and making up and all those kinds of things. But they're always there if we need them. They may be around the corner. They may be a phone call or a text away until someday they're not. We have jobs, and we depend on those jobs, and we like our jobs, and we're just going to keep that job forever. And it pays our bills, and we maybe get some benefits, and life is good until one day one of our places of stability is gone, and we lose our job. And we could go on with lots of other illustrations, and you could stand up, and we could say, tell me about the most earth-shaking moment in your life And just like that, it's still there. And you could tell me immediately what it is. So we've had those. You may be going through one now. You will have some in the future. But as God followers, as precious image bearers, I love that phrase. I just learned that this week. Where is God in the midst of that? God is speaking through a psalmist, a writer, and speaks to his people then and today. God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in trouble. And he'll say that again and again. The Hebrew way of teaching is if something's important, they'll keep saying it again. And we may miss it the first time and the second time, but by the third time, it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. God introduces himself as our refuge, that we can retreat to in times of danger. Here's our strength, an ever-present help. Because in earth-shaking times, we really need the strength of God. We're strong people, we're wise people, we have good people around us, absolutely, gifts from God. But when the earth shakes, we need some strength greater than ourselves. And we're reminded when I do premarital counseling, I'm talking to these couples and pouring all my wisdom into them about how they can have a wonderful marriage. And I tell them someplace in there, there's going to come a time in your relationship, in your marriage, that you're going to need someone stronger than yourself, maybe even to hold your marriage together. 
And they always say, gee, Phil, that's great wisdom. Thank you for telling us that. No, they never do. They're not even listening to me. (laughs) She's thinking about the wedding. He's thinking about the honeymoon. You know, yada, yada, yada. That's all they hear. But isn't that true? We have times in life where, Lord, I don't have the wisdom. I don't have the strength. I don't have the courage. I don't have the energy to make it through this. My whole world has been shaken. And God says, that's okay. That's okay. You can rest in me. And then he uses this image we've introduced. And so he's looking for a metaphor that describes these earth-shaking times in our lives. And what he talks about is the shaking of the ground. Because what is more stable than ground, mountains, even ocean? Therefore, we will not fear because when the earth shakes, we get scared. And we're not at our best when we're scared. We do things and we don't function well. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. And maybe it's just me, but I picture God's people reading this and they just kind of smile. That's kind of that's crazy stuff. I mean, that that's, doesn't happen. Uh, the earth doesn't give way. The mountains don't go into the sea. The waters don't roar and foam. And the mountains don't quake. Mountains don't quake. They're made out of granite or whatever they're made out of up there. Mountains don't quake. And God says, well, metaphorically speaking, uh, yeah, they do. And your life quakes too. And don't misunderstand that I'm going through this earth-shaking time means that God isn't with me or he's not paying attention or he's not able to, to deal with the things that I'm dealing with. Don't misunderstand that. When your earth shakes, I am present. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, Jerusalem, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. It's another way of saying right in the middle of the nation, right in the middle of the capital, right in the middle of the temple, in the middle of my people, I am there. Always. No matter what circumstances look like, no matter what you're going through, I'm telling you, and I'm going to tell you again, 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 and again, again. The sermon's not going to be that long, but it's, it's repeated because when we get scared, we don't hear so well. So here he gives some examples. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. Yeah, we get that. That's earth-shaking. What in the world is going on in our nation? What's going on in the nation of the Ukraine? What's going on in, in Israel and the Gaza Strip and with the Palestinians? Lord, all of the nations are rocking and rolling, and it scares us. What if the, what if the Middle East just spins out of control? And there's a lot of people on uh, different news outlets that are putting that in your heart so you'll tune in. Uh, and we get scared. And he lifts his voice and the earth melts. I got it. Doesn't look like I got it sometimes. Looks like this and this and this and them and them and them are in control. But, and this is a powerful thing in Scripture, God speaks and by his word, Jesus speaks and things happen. It's by a word. 
the earth melts. Another way, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. A little different there. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And what, what God is saying, be clear of who I am. I'm God. Well, are you Ashtaroth God? Are you Baal God? We're surrounded by nations and their gods seem pretty real to those people. And God says, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. Remember those stories your grandparents told you, Israel? Remember the things that you have experienced with me throughout the years? The way that you're going to go through your earth-shaking moments, you're going to go through it backwards. God's people, Christians, go through life in a completely unique way. We go through backwards. Some people are saying, Here's what the future is going to bring in politics and economics and with depression and with wars. And they're always trying to tell us what's going to happen next. As Christians, we look back and we see the mighty acts of God in salvation history. And that's what God is saying to his people now. Remember I, what I did with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph? Remember the things I did? Well, if you can trust me, and those people trusted me for their past, you keep your eye on what I have done in your past in your life. I was there every time, and I got you through every earth-shaking moment, remember? And because you've seen it in the past, you can trust me in the present. So we back into the future with our eyes on the mighty acts of God. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. And that interesting phrase, come and see. Open your eyes. Israel in the midst of all this stuff, and they were always getting invaded. War was always going on. He says, I want you to open up your eyes and I want you to see what I'm doing because in earth-shaking moments, we can't see very well. So what do we do? He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. And one more time, the Lord Almighty is with us, the God of Jacob is our fortress. So what do we do with this? I had uh, an associate pastor, her name was Ann, and at the end of, uh, we would talk about our sermons and what we're going to preach, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say this and this and this. And Ann would always look at me and she she would say, so what? I'd say, well, so what? I just said a lot of really good, really smart stuff. (laughs) And she'd go, okay, we could agree to disagree on that. But now what am I supposed to do? And each of us comes to this place today in all different kinds of condition. For some, it's, been, it's just been a great week. And for other people, it's been, it's been hard. And you've wondered how you're going to make it through one more hour and one more day. And we come together, and some of you are in the midst of earth-shaking moments with this many people. Somebody is. I've gone through some little ones this week myself. What do we do practically? And God says, here's what you do. Be still and know that I am God. And what I picture God as saying, just stop. 
Just stop. Because when we're in the middle of these earth-shaking times, our tendency is to go faster, isn't it? We've got to do something. I've got to figure somebody out. I've got to call somebody. I've got to get some counsel. I've got I to make some plans. I've got I to I do these things. But I picture God saying to us and says to me often, because that's my tendency, I've got to do some stuff. He goes, Phil, deep breath. Just stop. When the oceans rise, I will rest in your embrace. Boy, that's a powerful image. Humans are the only ones that when they get lost in the woods, they run faster. Did you ever hear that? I just read that the other day. Yeah, I've been discombobulated in the woods a few times, and man, I, I step it up, and so I can get more lost. <laughs> but animals don't. Animals stop. If you see a deer, and if, even if a deer is startled or a deer is scared, um, I mean, sometimes they'll bolt when they figure out which way to go, but they'll just stop, and the ears go up, and the nose opens up, and they look around, and they think of what they're doing. Just stop. Heard a story this week about a guy that went on the bullet train in Japan. Maybe some of you have been on that. It sounds amazing. And he and a companion were traveling across Japan, and they were going from A to B, and the best way to get there was through the bullet train. This bullet train goes 200 miles an hour. Wouldn't that be awesome? And some of you say, no, that's not awesome. That's terrifying. <laughs> I think it'd be awesome. So he said, we got on this bullet train, and they hadn't been in Japan very much, and so they were going to have a chance to travel quite a distance and be able to see some of Japan. But he said, as it's pulled out of the station, we were looking around and we're pointing out things, looking out the window. Then after a little while, we were going too fast. It was just a blur. We couldn't even see anything because when you're moving too fast, you can't see. And God says, just stop and be still and know that I am God. The God of Jacob is with us. So what does that look like? How do we, how do we really know, really, that God is with us? Because the crisis that we're facing is so real and it's so present and it's so scary and it's so in our face, it is so real how do we really understand and believe and trust that God is with us? It's because he says so. The God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, the God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the God who holds all moments in time in his hands, the God who is all-powerful, that God says again and again and again, in the easy times, in the hard times, in the frightening times, in the confusing times, in the earth-shaking times, I am with you. And I know you've lost your rock, but I'm your rock right here. He, you know, it's tempting to say, well, that's easy for you to say, Phil. You don't know the situation that I'm in. And so you stand up there in your khakis and you're, I really like this microphone. This is pretty nice. It's easy for you to say that God is with you. Just trust him. 
But my prayer for you right now is that the Holy Spirit will take the words of his heart and go deeply into your heart. This isn't a glass of warm milk that the visiting pastor says to you to make you feel a little bit better and make it through the day and sleep at night. This is the word of the God who has created you, loves you, holds the universe in his hands and says, I've got you. I know you're scared to death. I know your world's coming apart. But I got you right here and there's no power on heaven and earth can ever take you from my hand. That's my promise. The other thing we can do is we can look around. One thing that I do in, when I'm in the middle of an earth-shaking moment, and I don't know if this is a right prayer or a wrong prayer, but sometimes we try to decide, is that a right prayer or a wrong prayer? As if, you know, we can figure that out. That's for God to decide. But what I pray is, Lord, I can get through this thing with you if I absolutely know you're with me. And I know you said it in your word, and I've preached this a lot of times, and I'm a pastor for heaven's sake. But I need to know, I need to see that you're with me. Could you give me some signs along the way? And I think that's a valid prayer because God will do that. The stuff that is so threatening, I can see that. But Lord, can you give me signs along the way, a conversation that happens, a scripture you bring to me, an event that happens. And what I look for is this, things that happen that normally wouldn't happen and things, that's one way, and things that didn't happen that normally would happen. And if you live with your eyes wide open, if, help me Lord, to lift my eyes above the waves. That's a Holy Spirit thing. And God I promise we'll give that to you if you ask. So there we are. It's kind of an interesting passage, isn't it, where it brings up all of these images. But he speaks that to your heart and to mine. So thanks for the privilege of being here today. Thank you for allowing me to be just a conduit. I mean, I haven't got much to say myself without the Holy Spirit taking his word and bringing them with great power into your heart, and I pray that that happened today. Let's pray together. Lord, you know what's going on in the heart of every person in this room. Lord, you know whether it's a, an easy day and they're giving thanks for the day that it is, and there's others, Lord, that are shaken to their very core. Nothing is hidden from you, and I ask you particularly to be with those and with people that we love who are shaken today. May your Holy Spirit bring the presence of God in such powerful, fresh ways to their lives so they can not only survive the day, but to thrive with joy in the midst of earth-shaking times. Amen.